Today is February 7th, 2021, and it is Super Bowl Sunday. So we get into that. We talk about Super Bowl preview, who I want to win, and what that means for the Buffalo Bills moving forward. We also wrap up the Buffalo Bills 2020-2021 season and the success they had and what to expect going forward in free agency. And then we wrap up with some hockey talk in the Buffalo Sabres COVID-ridden season. So let's get into today's episode. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to the Buffalo Daily Podcast. And this is going to be episode 20. So, yeah, Bills, lots happened. Um, Bills' season is officially over. They lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Um, kind of a heartbreaking one. Kind of took some time off after that to recover from that. Because, man, that was an up-and-down game. Like, obviously, the Chiefs were just a straight-up better team than us. And Obviously, there's parts we need to improve in. We're still a very young team, but yeah, just the end of the season, it was sad to see it go, but a lot of great things did happen this year, and it was great to see. We got, like, obviously Josh Stepp now. He, we had the NFL honors last night. He finished uh, top, He finished second, but it doesn't really count. Aaron Rodgers destroyed the votes. Josh had four. Patrick Mahomes had two. So, hey, he was getting consideration, but hey, Maybe next year we can get that MVP, but hopefully we can get that Super Bowl next year. But a lot of other things happening. Um, Sabres have COVID. We'll jump into that in today's episode. And where we are, we are recording on Super Bowl Sunday. So we have the Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers facing off tonight at 640. So that should be a great game. Um, a lot. <sighs> That's a game I don't really care for. Like, honestly, like, I don't know who I want because you got one side, you got Tom Brady. Then the other side, you got the Chiefs. And my big thing with this is, though, like everyone's like, oh, I don't want Brady to win another one. Brady's already going to go down as the greatest ever, so let him win it in the NFC. I don't want Patrick Mahomes to start going down as everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, he's the greatest ever, blah, 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 after winning his second Super Bowl in three years. I don't want that to happen. That's why I want him to lose. I know I know a lot of people are so, like, don't they want the Chiefs to win, but after playing them, it's going to be a rivalry for a long time to come, and you don't want them to get any more wins than they need. We don't want them to start building a dynasty. We want to become our own dynasty, and so we don't need another one in the AFC. So we've already had the Patriots for the last 20 years. We don't need the Chiefs. So that's my big thing coming up with that. I don't want the Chiefs to win, and so that's why I am hammering the Buccaneers to win this game. I'm betting all not all my money but yeah definitely gonna bet some money on the bucks to win and i also took tails for my prop bet because that's always a fun one tails never fails as they like to say um so yeah kick off at 6 40 we'll try to do a podcast next week to recap the super bowl and just wrap up the nfl season but let's talk about this um how this bill season went and what to expect going like it going into the off season um, like I'm not going to jump into the draft yet. I have not even looked anything at draft picks or anything. Most likely the Bills will probably take hopefully O-line or D-line. I'm hoping O-line because D-line, we've been taking so many picks with that. Nothing's panned out. 
yet, so they still got time. They're still young, but that's my big thing. Um, but yeah, let's just take a look at how the Bills' season went and what happened. So they finished thirteen and three, and they finished first in the AFC East. Obviously, we started off four and zero. Then the two losses against the Titans and the Chiefs with the COVID and everything. Then we won a, a three-game win streak and lost to the Cardinals, and that's when we just took off from week twelve to seventeen. We just won, and then we won the wild card. So we had a Eight-game win streak going into that. So we had a great season. AFC East chance for the first time. Don't forget, if you guys still want those shirts, go check them out. Um, they'll be linked down in the description. You can check out those shirts. They're going to be... I'll put them on sale, actually. We'll give a... You can use code BD Podcast for 10% off. So you can get, like, a $20 shirt for, like, 15 bucks. Come on. You can't beat that. And it's an AFC East champion shirt. So who knows how long those will be posted up there for much longer. So be sure to grab yours when you still can. Um... Yeah, um, so last night, the NFL honors Aaron Rodgers won MVP, like I already said. Brian Dable won Assistant Coach of the Year, which is awesome to see the success he's had. And I believe it will continue to grow. But uh, this could be his last year with the Bills, honestly, if you're thinking about it. Um, he's had so much success. He's had a lot of interviews. And there's always so much turnover in the NFL. I don't think there will be as many jobs next year. But there will still be a decent amount of coaches that will be fired or they'll be looking for change. So be on the lookout for him to maybe, maybe make a move after next offseason. Which stinks. But hey, at least Josh gets him for another year. It will be a good thing to have him under the system. Like We're going to have all our offense back, which is awesome. And, yeah, um, I don't know, still just thinking about the season, and it sucks. It'd be so cool to be watching today on Super Bowl Sunday, but, hey, the Chiefs were a better team for uh, compared to us. Defense, her defense struggled. That's what we're, we'll get into right now uh, for rankings. Well, this is just the offense. We were, for passing, we were third. Um, receiving, we were third. First downs, we were second. Russian 20th and point second. So that's why I think we'll go draft on the O-line because McDermott, um, I mean, Brandon Bean was saying he didn't really blame the running backs. Like he said some of it was their fault, the run game being so bad this year. But a big thing of the issue was um, the O-line and just the gaps. He said like we weren't creating enough holes and separation for that. So I, I do expect some change. We have a bunch of free agents coming up. Um, yeah, and we have... Currently, we have a lot of players to sign and not very much cap space. Um, let's see here. So we have uh, told we we're gonna, right now we have 54 players on the contract. Um, where does it say our free agents? Okay. Uh, we, well, I know we have um, Feliciano is going to be a free agent. Williams, Quentin Williams. Um, I mean, Daryl Williams, sorry. Daryl Williams. Brian Winters. Uh, then we also have Matt Barkley. So we're going to have a team cap space of $6 million, it looks like, right now. I don't know. They're going to move some stuff around. Um, looking at dead cap. Um, players to cut. Quentin Jefferson, if they cut him, they'd save $8 million. Um, John Brown is a big one that if they cut him, he would be, we would save 7 million off the cap. 
it's a big conversation to be had that John Brown could be gone after this season because of just his production this year. I know he's dealing with injuries, but we have a deep receiver room. He's one of the guys that maybe we trade or maybe we try to cut him, one of the two, but I could see the Bills shopping him around and potentially he'd be off the roster next year. Uh, running backs, I think, will be set. I don't think they're gonna, everyone's like, go out and draft a running back. I don't like that idea. Yeah, other than that, like, um, oh, the big one this year is going to be Matt Malone signing. They, they said they want to re-sign him if they can, but I don't believe they're going to have the cap space to keep him around. And either does Brandon Bean. I don't, it sounds like it sounds like it's going to be a tough one. He's going to want to get paid. And we, we're going to have some big contracts coming up. So, like, we have Josh come. Uh, we have Josh coming up next year, which could be done this summer. Um, we have we're gonna have Tremaine Edmonds, a bunch of other guys. Um, guys come off their rookie contracts a couple of years. Singletary. I know those guys aren't gonna get big money, but still, it's money you have to allocate for now. Like you have to plan out now for a couple of years down the road. So that's gonna be a tough situation, but we'll see what they do. Brandon Bean's always smart with working with the cap. I'm sure he'll find ways to get some salaries off the books, clear up some space, and hopefully get some guys. Um, so, yeah, just looking at the cap, we have... We, so, we have... Okay. Looking at free agency... Obviously, there's going to be Dak Prescott, Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers retired, AJ Green. Like some of these, like a lot of these guys, will probably sign back with their teams. But what the fuck? Um, oh wow, scrolled all the way down. Okay, so we got. Just kind of looking at some big free agents to go after. Like, I just don't know how much cap space. Sammy Watkins is going to be free agent, but we're not going to go after him. D-line. Tyrod Taylor. We do need a backup quarterback, possibly. I know they're signing back. Um, we got on the practice squad, Davis Webb. And we still have Jacob Fr Jake Fromm on their contract. But I don't think they'll bring back Matt Berkeley. Unless he takes, like, a pay cut. Like, I don't think we can afford to pay him $2 million to be your backup quarterback when you know you had Josh. And he doesn't really fit the system. Josh Norman's going to be a free agent. I don't think he'll be back. Um, Tyler Croft will be a free agent. He won't be back. Feliciano, I really hope we can get him back. I do like the way he plays and his aggressiveness and, like, the way he just treats, like, he goes, he kind of plays, he's like a guy that kind of plays with an edge, which I do like a lot. And we do need that on our O-line. So I think, like, he could be a big help to the run game, hopefully. I know he missed the beginning of the season with an injury, but he could be a big, big help. And I would like that um, if we could bring him back for the right price, obviously. Um, Brian Winters, I think he'll be gone. Just keep scrolling through. I'm just looking at the free agent. Darryl Williams, I think I want to bring him back. He had a cap hit of $2 million, but he, I saw something. They, they projected he could be able to go up to $3 million possibly, so that could be tough. But I'm hoping they can sign back. Ooh, Leonard Fournette's going to be a free agent after this year. Robert Griffin III. Matt Barkley, free agent. 
Taiwan Jones. He could come back, actually. I could see him time for like a mil, mil or 1.5 to be back. Don't think TJ Yeldon will be back. Um, Andre Roberts, I think hopefully they can bring him back. He's been great for them, and that'd be great. But if not, hopefully we can. Isaiah McKenzie is also a free agent, so that's another one. I feel like they're not going to get both those guys back, but maybe one of them, hopefully. I think yeah, Isaiah McKenzie had a post on Instagram saying, like, hopefully it all works out and he'll be back. But I don't know. It's tough. It's the NFL. Business is business. Sometimes players don't like taking their pay cuts because you can't blame them either because it's like they have especially like these players like they only have a short amount of time to make money like they're long gen like they don't have a long time to play in the league like they're not gonna be like Brady playing 20 years in the league like most like most guys play eight years like less than that sometimes so they gotta make their money when they can just so I don't blame guys for trying to go other way other places to get money so yeah, that's kind of the bills. Um, a couple in like a month or so, we'll do like our end of the season awards. Like we'll go through, we'll give our team MVP, Josh Allen. Um, we'll also go through offensive player, most improved, breakout player of the year, stuff like that. So we'll go through and we'll have the full award show in like about a month or so once the NFL season's officially over. I can watch some more film, break down everything, and yeah, once it gets into off season, obviously, because we still got stuff to talk about. Um. Speaking of stuff to talk about, oh my god, we'll get into the Buffalo Sabres in a second right after this break, guys, because what a gong show the NFL is. Alrighty, well now let's talk about what is the Buffalo Sabres season so far, also known as the COVID season. Um, So right now, the last game the Buffalo, uh, not Bills, the Buffalo Sabres played was uh, January 31st, and they played a back-to-back against the New Jersey Devils, and so... uh. Ryan Palmieri, he played Saturday, uh, yeah, Saturday game. He had a goal for the Devils. Then Sunday, he was a healthy scratch, and no one knew why. The Devils didn't release anything. He was a healthy scratch. Um, they played the game. Everything went off. And all of a sudden, he's in the COVID protocol. Um, that's a red flag right there. Then all hell broke loose, and the Devils got rained with COVID. They have like seven. They had 17 players at one point. I don't know if they still do. But yeah, at one point they had 17 players in the COVID protocol, and now the Sabers haven't played since the 31st, and they they're not scheduled to play again until the 11th. But who knows if that's going to happen? Because now they they're getting infected with COVID like crazy because of this game. I know they filed a big like uh, grievance to the P- NHLPA because of this because they weren't happy that they should have been like I don't blame them. They should have been uh, aware of like they should have told them that like hey like they had. COVID, maybe they postpone the game, wait for tests to come back to see what happens with the whole team. Because it's not like the NFL where they're so spread out, the sideline, outdoors. NHL, they're on the bench right next to me all the time. And um, there's not airflow, it's cold air, so the, like everything stays there and stagnant. And that's why the Sabres were pissed. And you can't blame them. Like, what are you doing, NHL? Their co- protocols and the way they're handling COVID has been brutal. All the other leagues seem to figure it out. And, like, the NHL still, like, still hasn't figured it out. They've had so many teams this like breakouts and stuff and it's so frustrating because like what are you doing? You've had all this time to plan. You were the last league to start up. You've had all this time to talk to the NFL, talk to the MLB, talk to the NBA. See what are they doing with their protocols? No, but instead Gary Bettman, who I hate, is just trying to do this all by himself and like they're not figuring it out like now now that they're scrambling to 
get things figured out. Like they removed the glass behind the benches to create increase airflow. And now they're looking at like in, uh, installing like airflow machines or something like that to like keep airflow going for like to get the germs out. But like, why didn't they do this in the first place? They had to know this was gonna happen, but nope. Now the savers are covered in COVID, and like, who knows when this is gonna end? Cause like, like they didn't have a positive test for like two days, and then um, cousins and Lazar got put on the COVID list, doesn't mean they have COVID. The only person that we do know has COVID with the Sabres is Ralph Kruger, which isn't great for him because he is an older guy. But, like, what is NHL doing? So we have Taylor Hall, uh, Rasmus Ruslanen, Jake McCabe, uh, Cousins Lazar. There's two more. I can't remember the other guys. But, yeah, they've had, like, seven people on the COVID list. And so who knows when they'll be able to play. I doubt they'll play the 11th against the... Because that's, like, that's less than a week away. And if they're still getting COVID cases, they're not going to play. They haven't been on the ice in over a week now. So I could see like their next game would be February 15th, hopefully, against the Islanders, which is crazy. A 15-day, like 16-day layover just because of this. Oh, they got to figure it out. Like The NFL was very... Like, pretty good at getting like hey one or two cases they isolate and they that's usually the end of it um and they were pretty good at getting the games going or just rescheduled or stuff i know they only play one game a week but come on this, they're struggling like even the mlb like they would only have like a like a six day layoff and then they'd be back on but yeah safer season hasn't been great so far either so hopefully they'll come out of the break okay like guys don't fall too flat and don't look terrible because right now they currently are 4-4-2. Four, four, um, our Jack Eichel leads the team with 11 points. Olsen has four goals. Um, and, yeah, let's see here. Let's go to our stats. Um, Olmark has, is a 3-1-2. He has a 2.56 goals against average and a 9-14 save percentage. No shutouts. Carter Hutton started the season strong. And, like, ever well, not strong, but pretty solid. But then ever since his whole... Um, concussion thing he's been not great he's one and three with a 305 goals against average and an 895 save percentage but that's actually not good at all <sighs> yeah <laughs> it's just been tough to watch like there's been some good hockey played around the nhl and then kind of just watch a sabers games and they're just like slow pace sloppy hockey and it's not fun to watch at all they're seventh on the power play at 30.8 percent uh, they're ninth on the penalty kill at 82.6%, so they've gotten better. They're second in face-off percentage at 559 Then goals, this is where they struggle. For goals for, they average 2.8, and they're 20th. How, how much firepower do they have? Hall, Eichel, Skinner. Oh, my God, don't even get me started on Jeff Skinner, guys. Don't get me started. But, yeah, like Hall, Eichel, that combination hasn't been great. It doesn't also hope that. Oh my god, what's Kruger doing? He just keeps shuffling the lines, which is brutal. I don't know why he's doing it, but it just hasn't been good at all. Like, he just shuffles them, like, mid-game, in between games. Like, it's never the same lines, ever. The only one he ever keeps the same is the third line with Ocposo, um, Eakin, and Sheenan, I think it is. I don't know. But, like, why are you keeping Like, come on. Like, stop changing the lineups. Let them play for four or five games, three or four games at least, and get some rhythm going. If not, they're not going to ever go. 
Oh, no. He's pretty consistent keeping Jeff Skinner on the fourth line, which is garbage. But, yeah, so um, through 10 games, Taylor Hall has one goal and eight assists, so he hasn't really got it going. Eichel has two goals and nine assists, so he has 11 points, but he hasn't got his goal scoring going. Eric Stahl has three goals, actually, and two assists, so he's picked up, actually, a little bit. Tobias Reader has three goals. He's the one on the third line, sorry. Um... Uh, Reiner has three and three, so he's been all right. He hasn't been spectacular. Cousins has two and one. He's been pretty solid, actually. He's done pretty well in the faceoffs, actually. He's been 56%. He's taken tons, but Talene's been having a terrible, like, up and down year. He's been struggling. He's one and two. And it doesn't, doesn't help that Kruger's holding him back. Like, he wants him to play, like, a, I don't know. Like a more defensive role, like an old style of hockey, but you can't hold him back. He's a guy that like he wants to be up on the play. He wants to be getting chances, so that's what we need from him. Middle stats played two games. He has an assist. I don't know. He's been all right. Uh, Skinner has played ten games and has one assist. That's it. And off twenty four shots. <laughs> that's not what you want to see. Russell Lyon's been actually our best defenseman. He's probably been our most consistent player through the first 10 games. Uh, he has two goals and four assists, but like his defense has been good. He's been a very solid, actually, player. He's, like I said, been our most consistent player. I know he's been taking a lot of heat, for, even for me, the last couple of years. But yeah, he's been our best player. Olsen has four goals and six assists. He's been solid on the power play. Thompson's played five games and has one assist. For a minus two, he's yeah, he struggled, but yeah, it's just been tough, tough, tough watching the Sabers. Like I said, the effort, like the whole giving up the goals late in the periods, like in early in periods, is just backbreaking. That's what they always do. They kind of just start slow, or they give up at the end of periods, like 25 seconds left. They just kind of start standing up, straight and skate, uh, skating straight, and that's when teams play hard. And good teams play hard to the Butler, Sabres don't do that. It's going to be very, very hard for them to make the playoffs. I don't see that they do after the start they had because, well, right now they're currently last in the division, but, like, other teams have played, like, Boston's played 12, 11, 12, 11, 11, 9, 10. But, yeah, so we're tied with the Devils, the Islanders, and the Rangers for 10, but they beat us in uh, goals against or differential. So we're currently last in the division. Um... It's going to be tough. Um, so, currently, Boston's at the top of division, 8-1-2. and two. So, they're off to a good start. We haven't even played them yet. Uh, we're supposed to, but haven't yet. Um, Philly's 7-3-2. They're, they're starting to figure it out, actually. Um, yeah, Boston's on a three-game winning streak. Wow. Um, Pittsburgh's 5-5-1. Five, five and one. They've been all right. I don't know. I haven't seen spectacular hockey from them, but when you guys got Crosby, Malkin... Like an experienced team like that, they're gonna always be able to figure it out. Uh, Devils are four, three, and two. That's a team we got beat twice. We can't lose them, especially with a third string goalie. <sighs> Frustrating. Yep. Um, Islanders are four, four, and two. They've had a slow start. They're a good team, but um, then the Rangers four, four, and two. They're also just not a good team. Like these are teams that we gotta be sweeping the series. Like it's been. I know it's been hard sweeping the series, but. Those are teams we gotta sweep the series against. Then just looking across the league at the top fours in every division right now, you got Tampa Bay one, 
Florida 2, Columbus 3, Carolina 4. Uh, in the Honda West, you got Colorado, St. Louis, Vegas, Anaheim. Anaheim's a surprise there, honestly. Minnesota had a good start, but Anaheim also has two games in hand. Kings have been brutal. Um, and then in the Scotia North, I've been watching this a lot. Toronto 1, Montreal 2, Winnipeg 3, Edmonton 4, and Ottawa's been brutal. But, yeah, that's been the North has been the most fun division so far to watch. But, yeah, so, yeah, that's the talk, hockey talk this week. Um, guys, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Once again, don't forget to subscribe um, and tune in for more episodes. Happy to have this back, episode 20, obviously. And don't forget to follow us over at Instagram at BuffaloDaily716 as there's tons of content daily there. So don't forget to check it out. And until next time, guys, go Buffalo. See ya.